Beyond the Level podcast is brought to you by tinyhomes.com, focused on consumer protection for people and companies within the world of tiny homes. For more information, contact us at support at tinyhomes.com. Hi guys, welcome to episode five. Uh, If you tuned into episode four, you knew that we were talking about scams in the tiny home space. We touched a little bit on what we would be talking about in this episode, and that is another issue that's not exactly a scam, but it sort of aligns with that concept and that it's an issue with um, tiny homes when you're specifically with builders, when you're having someone build a home for you, right, Kenny? Yeah, so you have, like in episode four, you have just this outright scam. I mean, someone who just is not building, does not have intent to build, does not, they are simply looking to just deceive you and take your money. Like, there's no intent to ever deliver a home. They're looking for a deposit, and they are looking to scam you. Period. That was episode four. Yeah. In episode five, you have this entire other lane that is m- way more vast and nuanced. Right? Episode four is very pretty straightforward, which is just straight scammers. We deal with it in every corner of the internet and the world today. Straight up scammer. Looking to steal money from you, you got to protect yourself, right? The same way if you pick up your phone every day, there's someone trying to scam you. If you're on your internet, on your email, there's someone trying to scam you. I mean, there's left, right, and center. You, people are trying to scam you. This is no different. In, in, in episode five, what we're going to talk about is... It's a little trickier, right? It's trickier. It's Part of it is in the used home space, tiny home space. Some of it is in this emerging market where this builder they're rushing to market so they need to give a lot of promises and in that we got to we're trying to raise money as we're building this brand so they're promising the consumer a lot and will they actually be able to deliver that and the consumer doesn't isn't armed with enough information to understand the difference between okay this is in the RV lane, this is in the manufactured home lane, this is in the modular home lane, this is in the kit home lane, or this is in some other lane, this is in the used home, tiny home space. There's so many vast sort of areas within tiny homes, and we're seeing problems in every single one of them. But the ones that we're most focused on is the tiny home on wheels and the park model RV, or just the RV space where a tiny home is kind of looked at as an RV. Um, and then we're seeing sort of in the, what we'll call prefab, which could be in the manufactured concept, but particularly in the modular home concept, which is in our opinion, a much tighter definition of how that needs to like what that is for the consumer and how basically what happens is the consumer, you know, I'm building a home and I like put it into all the lanes. It's like, Oh, that's a manufactured home. That's a modular home. That's an RV. It's like all the things. And it's like, by the very definition, a tiny home kind of needs to be in a lane, right? It needs to be considered a park model RV or a manufactured home or a modular home. It can't really be a modular home at the same time it's a manufactured home. At the same time, it's a park model RV. Gotcha. So what's the issue that we're seeing happening? All right. So let's break it down into sort of these core concepts. One problem we see 
are used tiny homes, again, on marketplaces where owners of these tiny on, homes... Like Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace or wherever. An owner of a tiny home is selling a tiny home and they have built it, but that build standard is where they've built it on a, you know, an old trailer that doesn't have a van. Or maybe they haven't even built it. We've come across a bit of someone that has bought a used tiny home themselves and they're not fully informed and so they're trying to sell something that they don't really know much about absolutely so they went and bought a tiny home and they oh my gosh they got enticed with whatever they bought and then they get it home they either decide it isn't what they thought it was going to be the wiring is messed up the roof is going to fall off and leaking or even something as simple as like they just Tiny house living isn't for them, so they want to, you know, or it's like it's, we come across someone who hadn't even ever lived in the house. She bought it, thought she was going to, and then she didn't. Um, so the issue is that she just wasn't well informed. So she, she had bought it for a certain amount of money and now is trying to sell it and she needs to sell it for a profit. So there's a lot of issues that come up around that. Absolutely. So it's, we see it a lot with. A trailer that was a home that a trailer was it was a home a tiny home was built on a trailer that is not considered a you know it's not it doesn't have a van on it it's a super old trailer there's no knowledge of the load capacity the axles so just kind of that metaphor right the foundation is bad and so everything above it is compromised as well so that's one problem we just see these homes that are tiny homes that are being built that have been put on poor trailers to just poor craftsmanship either that person is knowing of that or they're not knowing of it and they're yeah like you said they bought the time they bought a tiny home they realized shoot tiny home living isn't really for me oh my gosh i'm gonna have to live in this loft that it seemed like a great idea but when push came to shove and look where the rubber meets the road it doesn't quite line up for them so now they're trying to sell it and now they don't want to sell it for a loss even though they way overpaid and we've seen people way overpay or They've sunk a bunch of money into a home where the thing is barely able to get down the road. It's way too wide. It's too tall. Again, just all these, so many details. The wiring is all messed up and just, and they want to recover their money and they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, they bought it for 45000 but really the thing's only worth fifteen or ten or less. Or even someone that's bought a house for a really cheap price, but they've, then put money, what you were just saying, put money into fixing it up. And so they feel like they need to recoup those costs that they spent. And the reality is the house is sometimes worth what they put into it. It's either, or the person who's buying it doesn't like it, right? It either doesn't function well or the buyer doesn't, you know, it's like they liked it. It's super hard to put money into a tiny home and then recoup that cost. It's a very hard, but people want that. They don't want to buy a house for... 45 and then have to sell for 15 yeah i mean people see it as an investment and unfortunately it's really generally a tiny home on wheels is not a great investment and i know that sounds kind of funny for us telling you that but like (laughs) generally they're a depreciating asset not they're not something that yeah the value there's different there's a different type of value in it essentially there's a lot of value the financial value sometimes in terms of how you break it down might you know, it doesn't necessarily appreciate like a site built home. Okay. So say someone is 
wanting to buy a used tiny home, what are things that they need to look for? What are questions they need to ask? What are steps they need to take? Similar to buying a house, don't just assume. You need to have a comprehensive inspection done. And that inspection might not even be performed by one person. It's a cost and something you need to be willing to endure, right? I mean, if you're going to look... budget that into... Budget looking at the home. One Budget the time and cost it's going to take to go through many listings. And one, filter out the straight scams like we talked about in episode four. Filter out that, like get that out of the way. Now you have a real seller who's selling a used tiny home going through and doing all the checks and balances, checking, making sure the wiring was done, checking things and not making assumptions, right? Like, yeah, but it's RVIA certified or it was NOAA certified. That's great. That does not give you a guarantee. And so use that for what it is, but also know what it isn't and sort of, you know, have knowledge about that. Really treat it like buying a regular home. Right. Try to do some type of title report and understand, OK, what meaning. Yeah. And on a, I, I think also what we're sort of touched on is like don't necessarily be, not that the person isn't to be believed, but they might just not know if you, even if you know the answers to ask, if they don't know, then come in with a third party assessment. Have someone like don't just trust like people are going to say what they think you want to hear in order to sell the home. So don't. Don't rely on that. Even the most honest person we found isn't entirely transparent when selling a home. <laughs> um, that they're going to kind of sort of skirt around different issues. And some of the issues are things you can't see. They're hard to assess. So, I mean, treat it like a normal home, which is like there's checks and balances when you buy a home, which is usually a used home, right? You have an inspector or three. You have assessments. You have a realtor. But these you are have things that escrow, are legally have... required. Usually, it's kind of crazy that these are not things that are legally required when you're buying a tiny home. Absolutely, and I think ultimately maybe there will be more oversight. Right now, it's sort of the wild west, and each lane is sort of treated differently. Kind of we're in this RV, this RV lane, and then we can kind of break it up into these other lanes too, of where we're seeing sort of some misuse, you know. But the one specific that we're talking about is sort of this used tiny home concept, right? Which the same checks and balances are going to apply to these other concepts we're going to talk about too, right? But it's inspect, get it inspected, ask a lot of questions, secure your money until you see Use some type of escrow system to get that product and then release the funds. Don't assume that person's going to just do all the things they say same way when you're getting into business with a friend, you still sign a contract. Mm-hmm. You still, you know, hey, you trust the person or with family. You know, you still trust them, but you still sign contracts. You still do all the checks and balances. You know, treat it like a home, you know. Some type of title report, which is looking a VIN, you know, look up the VIN. Understand, okay, what? how does this thing looked at? Look up licensing and certifications and just do a lot of due diligence. It's going to take some time and it's going to take some resources and money. But it's going to save a lot in the, you know, potentially save you a lot of money and headache. So do you think that when you're looking to buy a used tiny home that, I don't want to say this broadly because maybe not everyone does this, but typically people that are selling a used tiny home have an unrealistic price that they're selling it for. So is there a negotiation factor in there? I think that 
often we've seen that when people start to sell a tiny home, they have sort of um, an unrealistic expectation of what the market will bear because they look at other prices. It's a, it's such an easy trap. You basically look up a price. It's like everyone, you know, it's like, hey, well, that house down the street sold for this, so my house will sell for for it as well, which is like, yeah, but your house isn't that house. Yeah. It doesn't have the same yard, but everyone sees their house as the, like, the perfect house, right? They can't really distinguish, like, or it's hard for people to distinguish, like, yeah, but your house is like a single-story house, and it's just doesn't have the curb appeal, and it doesn't have the lines, and whatever it might be, it doesn't have the features, you know? So everyone kind of like, hey, that house sold for 300 well, my house is going to sell for 300 or, you know, that's your three, so now I want five for mine. It's it's kind of this trap, so what people do is they see the house, oh, well, this house this house I see is selling for 50 so I'm going to sell mine for 50 and it's like, yeah, but your house is, like, not even close to that, and, or and they're I think using... people are seeing, like, new homes. They're, like, comparing their used home to, like, a new home and thinking they can get the same... People price. want the most amount of money. They, if they, you know, they want the absolute most amount of money. And so then they also look at these fake things. They look at all this other stuff that isn't even real. So it's like they're looking at half information that isn't even valid. Yeah, that's why these episodes are related because the scams can affect this, yeah. what we're talking about. Um, so when someone is looking to buy a used home, like what, it, like how would they know what an appropriate price would be for the home? I mean, I think you have to sort of look at some other real listings, do due diligence about other real listings, uh, compare them, compare square footage, compare features, compare the quality of the trailer, look at the roof, quality of the roof, how it was built, the walls, the appliances, all of the elements. How is it set up? How is the electrical set up? How is how are you looking to use it? Is it look is it set up as a off grid or is it set up with holding tanks? Is it set up to be plugged into septic and sewer how is it sort of set up how does it meet your need the prices are going to be vast and they're going to be and again oh yeah i can get a cheaper one but it's further away and that's going to cost me x amount in delivery fees and how oh it's wider so it's going to cost me more there's so many elements to it that sort of you have to factor in um when looking at and that's only one lane so we've been focusing on Use tiny homes, so yeah. we actually have a lot more. And you know what? I think we said this was going to be a two-parter in episode four and episode five. I think we're going to need to do an episode six because we've had to cover a lot of ground in the used tiny homes. So, all right, let's let's just call this episode. Yeah, five, this where... is episode five. Do you have any, you know, leaving remarks on advice for people that are looking to buy a used tiny home? Um, no, I think it's no, I think it's I think we've covered you know, quite a bit of stuff. So in summary, you know, again, this is, we're in this episode, we've kind of <laughs> diverted to say, you know, what we, we were trying to cover more in this topic. We're going to, so we've covered. It this just too. is telling to how problematic different things are in the tiny home space. It's just, there's a lot of problems and a lot of different problems. And depending on what lane you're trying to go in, I think it just, it just speaks that we have so many episodes to cover this ground that there's so much that we have to cover. Yeah, so in episode six, I think we're going to try to cover more of this concept of new home builders and sort of maybe the over-promising and under-delivering of that product and sort of timelines and how things can kind of get pushed out and deposits and sort of these other elements. In this episode, you know, we focused on the used tiny home lane. And so what you're looking for in used in summary is specifically the trailer we see so often that a home is built on an absolute garbage trailer it's like oh my gosh that trailer what should we do with it hey let's put a tiny home on it <laughs> like so then an you old, old junky trailer, and then you build the actual structure on it 
And then it doesn't even have a license plate. It doesn't have a VIN, which is going to be very hard to then get a, you know, a license plate put on it. So when we look, and then that gets into, we, we opened up on another topic, which is like when thinking about building your own tiny home on a trail, that's an entirely different topic. So with this, it's again, focused on treat buying a used tiny home like you would treat buying a used home, which is some type of quote unquote title report, which is check the trailer, look at what it is. How is that configured? And again, we're just kind of focused again on tiny home on wheels here. There's also the whole not... That's another episode. (laughs) I know. It's like we have 19 episodes now just in this conversation. I know. But the used tiny, you know, trailer, look at, you know, what kind of certifications come with it, understand what those are and understand what those are not. What does that protect you for? What does that protect you against? And what does that absolutely not protect you from? Yeah, and you're talking about RVA and NOAA. NOAA, those, what you know. What, what, what do those things are. do for you? And what yeah. do those things absolutely not do for you? Understand that. Understand what is it going to allow you to, to do? Or what? how does it give you some protections? And what does it not do? There's so much more to that. And we've covered that in some of our other episodes. Um. And then what else? I mean, what other elements? So it's like really it's title report and escrow. Those are two big ones. Do not give yeah. people money until you've delivered the home and it can inspect that home and can see that everything that you saw in a picture is exactly how you see it now, that you can do an assessment. Have someone do an inspection or multiple people inspect that home. Yeah. Budget cost to actually – the same way you buy a home, you're not just it's not just the price that – you have to budget – mortgage costs and Closing real costs estate fees and, yeah. and all these other fees that is the same in tiny homes used new whatever budget some of that in there that's super important it's, it's meant is there to protect a number you. that you feel I, mean, I know it's hard to it's hard to pull out a number but like i don't know like 10 percent of the cost 10 percent it was reasonable i mean i think five to ten percent depending on yeah so whatever your whatever your budget is have Ten percent of that, or or budget. Make sure that you're budgeting in these extra. At least ten percent. I mean, in terms of certainly delivery. I mean, inspections cannot. You know, it just depends on what it is. But certainly, from delivery costs to inspections to doing some type of due diligence to time required to be on Zoom calls or talking to the person who's selling it, asking the background history, ask who was the previous, who was the actual builder of it, if it was. If they did, they build it. Did someone else build it? Talking to those builders, digging into all of that, coming up with some type of assessment and saying, okay, this is what this is, and this is the price. This is what this one is. This is the price. Oh, this one, these four were fake. And weeding through all that, that just takes time, but it really protects you. The same in real estate, it's the same process. It takes time to. I think that is keep me like I think it's like budgeting and that it's it might not be a quick process that it's going to take time to sort of figure out all these things and it will be worth it in the end and budget and money. I think those are kind of two core things and making sure that you have protection, protect yourself, protect Protect your money and protect, um, make sure that you have someone doing a third party inspection. I think those are, those are the, that's the broad Well, that's our used home episode. (laughs) And then next episode, we're going to talk about, the new builders when you're buying a new um home so stay tuned for episode six part three of our little series
Beyond the Level podcast is brought to you by tinyhomes.com, focused on consumer protection for people and companies within the world of tiny homes. For more information, contact us at support at tinyhomes.com.